Welcome to Haunted Hometowns, your weekly true crime paranormal podcast. My name is Blake Lambert Hack, and this season I will be covering deaths and hauntings in Savannah, Georgia, with a different special guest every week. Tonight, I am joined by a musician and actor, Alyssa Kanturek. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm so excited. I've been listening to this podcast like for the past two weeks, like prepping. Perfect. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan come to life on the podcast. I'm really excited. Well, in that case, how would you describe a ghost? I've been really thinking about this because I am not really a believer in ghosts, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, so it's hard to say because it's not... I'm not like a person who is really into haunted things, haunted <laughs> yeah. houses, and like that kind of things. But if I did have to like guess, I would say it's kind of just like, I think like what I hear a lot is that it's souls that kind of like are lost or like have unfinished business. Mm-hmm. But I kind of think that like in some way that all souls are probably like that. Like in a way, like I don't, I don't really believe in like the Christian, like, con- concept of like heaven and hell and like yeah, purgatory. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm kind of just like more believe in like the energy, like spiritual thing, mm-hmm. and that like spirits, if they want to, can choose to like reveal themselves if there's if there's a reason for it. Yeah, and or they can just like exist in whatever you know. In whatever way they want to, so I feel like it's probably ghosts are probably like the spirits that are like kind of wanna want a little like human <laughs> drama, like they want to get into it a little bit. Is I guess my guess. Okay, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, like my thing is I because I don't believe. I feel like I can't be the authority figure on what that would look like. <laughs> but I mean, like I have to stay open to it because, like, who knows? Like, you right. don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody can claim to know exactly what it is, so uh, I'm just open-minded and about it. And that's the best way to be. Yeah. <laughs> Have you visited Savannah? I don't know. I've definitely been to Georgia because I have stayed with your family there before. Oh, and yeah, I yeah, yeah. have family members there, and I went to a conference in Atlanta not too long ago when I was in college. Okay. But I don't think, I don't know if. I can't remember the last time I've been in Savannah specifically, but I have been in Georgia before. But Savannah, I'm not sure. You know what? I'll Maybe take, never. I'll take that too. Uh, we'll count it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this week, we're going to discuss the house at 432 Abercorn Street. Mm. Abercrombie Street. <laughs> that sounds like. I cannot tell you the amount of times that either auto corrected <laughs> it to Abercrombie or I typed it in that way. <laughs> Um, I'm not quite sure why it's the only house in Savannah that's known by its address and not its name. Because most houses in Savannah are known by the first families that lived there. Hmm. Their last name. Is it like is that like a plantation thing? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you never know when you're in Georgia. I mean, for real. No, no, no the downtown area. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Gotcha. But this one's known for his address. So hmm. I'm going to be referring to it as 432 Abercorn. Hmm. But people all over the country traveled to Savannah to take a look at this privately owned house. Even Alice Cooper has made the trip. Hmm. So a lot of the houses now are museums or you can at least tour them Mm -hmm. there are a couple like this one and i didn't talk about early in the second season about one um they're still owned privately so you can't take tours of them okay but we're gonna jump in strong with curses Oh, okay. That's fun. Everybody loves a good curse. Everyone loves a curse. <laughs> it's October. Oh, spooky season is upon us. So right around the corner. The best time for a good curse. Yes. Savannah is thought to be cursed by many. The city has seen three major wars, many bouts of mm-hmm. yellow fever and cholera, and the list goes on and on. Yikes. Many believe it's because the city sits on top of unmarked Native American graves. Oh, well, that'll do it. (laughs) As well as unmarked graves of enslaved people. Hmm. And I've mentioned in earlier episodes that there are a lot of, like, there's, like, plethora of mass graves for yellow fever outbreaks Mm -hmm. and all the wars that took place in and around Savannah. Okay. So in the house at 432 Abercorn Street broke ground in 1868, of course they dug into an unmarked burial site. Of course. (laughs) Of course, as you do in this lovely country that is seemingly the symbol of (laughs) putting stuff on top of (laughs) the backs of Native American and people of color. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Rip. (laughs) Because this specific burial site was for enslaved people. Yikes. So. Yeah, there's no yeah. good juju. <laughs> That's gonna, all bad juju yeah. up right up there. <laughs> Not only does the house sit on a graveyard, but the town square the house is part of, Calhoun Square, has its fair share of hauntings. Hmm. It's also thought to be ground zero of the alleged curse. Hmm. Calhoun Square has seen murders, suicides, and mysterious disappearances. Oh my gosh. And Calhoun Square is the square east of Mercer Williams House, which I covered a few episodes ago. Nice. So I'm going to tell you the lure behind 432 Abercorn. Okay. And then we'll talk about what may or may not be historically accurate. Okay. 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 Fun. So 432 Abercorn Street was built for Benjamin Wilson and his family. So you could call it the Wilson House. Okay. But I'm going to call but, 432 Abercorn. But that's but. basic. <laughs> exactly. Basic, yeah. Benjamin Wilson was a veteran of the Civil War and built the house after the war. Mm-hmm. It was valued at $20,000 in 1869. Is that good? I don't... It's I don't, a lot of money back okay. then. Do All you right. have a inflation guess what it would be today oh gosh <laughs> i am not the person to ask wait this is 1860 what nine 69 mm. <laughs> um gosh probably like like four million no nowhere close <laughs> <laughs> no i always ask everybody because it's really fun because <laughs> nobody no can do inflation off no the top idea. of their head <laughs> it would be Around $558,300. Whoa, so I was like real <laughs> off. 
I just assumed, like, in Georgia, white man seeming. I assumed that. I was like, well, four million, like, today, that seems like what your typical (laughs) white person in in the South might have. I don't know. True. I I do feel like this is a little low. 20,000 right after the Civil War. That doesn't seem like a lot. Like, that's why I guess I was, like, I was expecting you were going to say, like, 20 million. I was going to be like, oh, so it's worth seeing. (laughs) But 20,000 is, like... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like less than my car was. (laughs) Rip, so. Well, Benjamin had hopes of climbing the social ladder. However, shortly after moving into that house, his wife died from one of the yellow fever epidemics. Mm -hmm. Ben fell into a deep depression. As you do. He tried to take care of his daughter, but he came across as strict and overbearing. Mm -hmm. Benjamin wasn't very warm because of how men were treated in the military sure <laughs> love it love that toxic masculinity it keeps coming back yep. time and time again <laughs> almost as if it's <laughs> written into the very fabric <laughs> of our country yikes i'm really taking a stance <laughs> this episode <laughs> uh he also struggled obviously because his wife passed away sure so it didn't help his mood but... sure i bet <laughs> Yeah, that that can't be fun. The house sits across the street from, I believe you pronounce it Massey Heritage Center, Mm -hmm. M-A-S-S-I-E. It used to be Massey School, but it's now Heritage Center. Hmm. It wasn't the best public school at the time, (laughs) since it was the first public school in Savannah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And Benjamin hated that his daughter was attending school with kids and families he considered lower status than him. Yikes. Yep. Oh. He forbid his daughter from playing with the children, but obviously she didn't listen, and ran across the street to have fun with them. In an act of rage, (laughs) Ben tied his daughter to a chair with rope in the living room. Oh my god. That had a great view of the children playing across the street. (laughs) Petty. Very petty. (laughs) He left her there for days, but when he checked on her, she had died of heat stroke and dehydration. Oh my god. That seems a little too far. Like, before I was like, yeah, he's depressed. His wife died. That's a rough go of it. Like, yes, I can see that there was some projection going on there, but then, like, leaving... Leaving your daughter tied up in front of a chair for, like, a, a half a day, I could see. But, like, for multiple days? Wouldn't I just... It's, that's That crosses the line. It's just child abuse. It There's is. no other way of putting well, it. Well, I was about to be like, I relate to that. Because my sister, <laughs> who was previously on one of your episodes in the last season, tied me to a tree once with a jump rope. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was one of... <laughs> that's one of, like, the stories I like to pull out of my back pocket when I'm like, you were mean to me as a child. <laughs> Um, yeah, she tied me to a tree with a jump rope and, like, left me there, but it wasn't, like, a malicious thing. I, she claims to have just, like, forgotten that I was there and kind of, like, went away. But she definitely didn't leave me there for, like, multiple days. <laughs> I definitely didn't die of heat stroke as, you know, <laughs> well, that's as good. we can hear now. But, yeah, that's just, that's, that's rough. Yeah, tying anyone to a chair, unless it's consensual, is not okay. <laughs> so, true, just true. don't do it. <laughs> oh, my God. How would she not, like be making noise like you'd think that i mean maybe she was making noise and that was like annoying him more so he was just like i'm just gonna leave it because listen i work with kids i'm a teacher i get it i do get that yes. a bit. but like you think she's 
in the window to watch the kids. Right. You know people are passing by the right. window. That's true. You don't see a girl tied up in a <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Like, you're walking... And you know that people back then were nosy as hell because that's, yes. like, the... There's no TV, no internet. Like, all you have to entertain yourself with is, like, the town goss. Yes. And if you saw someone tied up in a window, you'd think that they would... That you would know. spread like wildfire. Oh yes, yeah. that would be like a thing. But <laughs> I guess not. Maybe they, maybe the curtains. I don't know. Were were they were the, the light <laughs> canceling ones? The blackout curtains. So <laughs> maybe, but <laughs> kind of doubt it. Uh, the house didn't have air conditioning. Obviously, it's eighteen yeah. sixties, right, or eighteen seventies. And she was in front of a window for a long time, and that's why heat stroke and dehydration sure. in the summer. Or yeah, yeah. Benjamin was distraught about what he did, rightfully so. <laughs> It'd be more concerning if he wasn't. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he died of natural causes not long after that. Hmm. Hmm. So three people died in that house? Yeah, that's a, a recipe for disaster. <laughs> so after that, different families came and went and experienced their own tragedies. In 1959, a family with three daughters visited their friends who now lived in in 432 Abercorn. Mm-hmm. The parents went out for dinner, and when they arrived back, all three daughters were dead. No! No. Two inside the house, and the third on the front porch. Oh my! When the police came, they found occult type items inside the house, but no one was ever caught for their murders. Oh my god. Imagine, okay, imagine being the older, the eldest sister in that scenario. And, like, you know mom left and was, like, you're in charge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if anything happens, it's on your head. And, like, this, like, eldest daughter ghost is, like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest daughter is, like, let's pull out a Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was, you know it was the middle sibling. You know it was the middle sibling. That's totally their vibe. In the 1980s, the house was rented by art students attending Savannah College of Art and Design. They claimed to hear strange noises like pounding, crying, and giggling coming from nowhere. Cute. They, I always love hearing noises that come from nowhere. Right. It's... Me too. Totally comforting. Not at all <laughs> off-putting. Nope. Love it. They decided to hold a seance, but shortly after, one of the roommates disappeared and never was heard from again. Okay. Are seances... I've I've only ever seen seances as like part of like different plays and things. Mm-hmm. Are they supposed to like is it like the same thing as like Ouija board where it's like you know that if you're getting that out, like you're getting yourself into shit? Or is it like trying to like help it or is it like burning sage, so to speak, even though you're probably not like supposed to burn sage because yeah. <laughs> it's like not a thing, whatever. But like is it like a good or like bad kind of thing? I think so I, from my understanding, like Ouija is like the idea of trying to communicate with the dead. Sure. Good or bad. You're just okay. trying to communicate okay. with them. And again, people playing with Ouija boards, you always have to say goodbye. If oh, you don't do you? say goodbye, then you're just leaving it wide open for anybody to come and sense. haunt I've the ne- shit out of you. I've never had a Ouija board experience because I've always just assumed whether it's conscious or unconscious, it's yeah. just people like <laughs> moving it around. I've never, I don't know. That's one thing I don't buy into, but I also don't like fuck with it because I'm like, in case I'm wrong, no, I don't want to invite that into my life. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm no, just, I'm struggling enough on my own without I that. I full heartedly agree with you. I've never done one myself. <laughs> mm. I think I told this on the, in the first season, but one of my favorite moments was finding a Ouija board 
at a secondhand shop. Oh. And it looked real old, too. Oh, no. Uh, and it was propped up against the wall behind a mirror. Uh-huh. And so my roommate and I at the time were shopping. We were trying to find mirrors for the, our apartment. And he lifted up the mirror to look at it. And then uh-huh. the Ouija board was just there. Oh, no. And it really felt like that, like, spotlight on the Ouija board. Like, no. Ah, <laughs> by me. <laughs> no. Was it, like, yellowed, like the old, like, pirate maps? So you, like, know it's been through shit? I mean, the boxes, edges were worn. Yeah. I mean, that's how you know it's a good one. I really was this close, but my roommate wouldn't let me do it. Yeah. So. Which... I get it. It's it's for like the better, it's but... like bringing in the game of like Chumanji into your house. Yes. It's like the same <laughs> same vibe. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I did find a website or this woman. I think she's on Etsy. I can't remember her name, but she makes handmade Ouija boards. Oh my god! And they are gorgeous. I bet. I'll have to look it up. Are they like themed? Stunning. Does she make like themed? Yeah, ones? she makes themed <sighs> ones. That sounds really fun. They're so pretty. But also, like, she better like really take. <laughs> like preventative action because yes. <laughs> I feel like that is a dangerous game for sure I just think it's hilarious that the first Ouija board I believe was made by Hasbro right which is yeah. so funny to me right that's kind of <laughs> why like I've, I've definitely heard that before and that's kind of why I'm like ha- like really capitalism <laughs> like produced this connection to the spirit world I don't know I yeah. don't know that I buy it but eh, you never know and I think seances are more Yes, you're communicating with the dead, but I think it's either to, like, dispel them Mm. or invite them. Interesting. Okay. But that's my take. I could be completely wrong. If you do know more, email me. (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever done a seance. (laughs) If you have seance parties every Tuesday. Please invite me. Seance club. (laughs) Don't invite me. I'm not going to come, but. I'm going to start that at school. After sure school on Fridays, we're having a seance club. Your middle schoolers would love that. They we're going to listen to my podcast, and then we're going to have a seance. <laughs> they would love that. Now, we're going to talk about how much of this is true. Okay. So, Benjamin Benjamin Wilson was a real person. Okay. He did build the house. Okay. But he was never part of the Civil War. Hmm. He was a merchant who owned, like, uh, his own store in the downtown area of Savannah. Interesting. And there's no record of him ever getting married or having a wife. Hmm. And that's not to say he didn't. Sure. There just aren't any records. And again, it's forever ago, so the record keeping is not great. That's fair. But, like, in the 1860s, I feel like by that point, like, that's, like, post or, like, middle industrial revolution right like i feel like by that point like they're good enough they you think maybe not maybe i'm not (laughs) clearly i'm not the expert here but i just feel like by that point like if it was like 18 like 18 or something i'd be like yeah sure but i feel like by the 18 like 60s like post civil war i I feel like they would like have good documentation but i could be wrong no i think you're right in the sense that they did keep records i just think because it was like so long ago a lot of them a lot of them have either been destroyed oh, or lost okay. or that kind of thing that's fair or you can't read the handwriting or things like that people writing funky back then. for real <laughs> when they would always like have like the what like primary sources in like history books mm-hmm. i like i would just be like what are like i can't they'd be like read this and i'm like i can't this is literally <laughs> morse code this is like What's that thing when it's like the heart yes. heart rate monitor? Like that's what it looks like to me. This is not English. I don't. 
Sorry. <laughs> I'm out. That's how I felt when I was doing like uh, Ancestry.com or whatever. And they're like, look through all these old articles. Oh, right. And I'm like, I can't read. That's illegible. Yeah. Like, th- they were writing with like feathers and shit back then. Like, did you expect me to be able to read it? Like, they didn't have the ballpoint pens that we have now. No. And if you don't have a ballpoint pen, I don't want it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely not. So... If if the him not being part of the civil war isn't real, if him not having a wife isn't real, it's most likely that him tying his daughter to a chair isn't real well, either. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope because if that is real, that is that is no bueno. Yes. Um, everything else that I talked about the uh, murders or the disappearance again they could be true. Mm-hmm. There's just very little documentation about anything that happens after the Wilson family leaves the house. Hmm. How does documentation for, like, hauntings and, like, strange, unexplained events, like, like is there, like, a government form that's, like, <laughs> this is what you report when you've experienced a haunting? Like, I, you always, like, say that in, like, your other episodes, but, like, do- this is really well documented or this isn't. Right. I just, like, wonder what that looks like. That's true. That's a good question. Um, I don't know if you know the answer to that, but like... Well, for, for a lot of the Savannah ones, it's been hard to find actual documentation because, again, a lot of them are even older than what we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it is like personal experiences of ghosts and stuff and then mm. re- relating that back to either paintings or drawings of things that happened. Interesting. Um, whereas the one I did Chicago... They were generally, not all of them, but generally more recent. Okay. So there was like, this ship did this at this point, and yeah. then it did this, or this fire happened here, mm. and so it was, yeah, more That makes sense. Like that, okay, yeah, that makes sense, definitely. The other true thing about this house was that it was built on top of a graveyard, mm-hmm. but not just one. Oh. Two. Two. Two graveyards. <laughs> Yikes. It has been discovered that that area of Savannah used to be a graveyard, and we know this because a man named William Hardin wrote a memoir in which he calls the white graveyard, for white people, uh, <laughs> the graveyard for white people, I sh- not white graveyard, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, yeah. Uh, he called it Pottersfield, so it had a name. Mm. Where Pottersfield ends mm-hmm. is where the cemetery for the enslaved people began mm. did that have a name or was it just unnamed graveyard? he didn't name it of course he didn't yep uh-huh yay <laughs> and of course where those two graveyards meet is exactly where 432 abercorn and massey heritage center are located i was gonna ask i was like how do you get two under a house like either you have to meet at like the overlapping point yeah. or that has to be a really big twenty thousand dollar house <laughs> for real <laughs> No, yeah, it's uh, the overlapping point for okay. sure. So the town square is also part of those graveyards, mm-hmm. Calhoun Square, or some people call Massey Square mm-hmm. because Calhoun Square has a problematic history. Yeah, I was about to say, isn't Calhoun like a really not good person? Wasn't he like a Civil War like yes. general person? He was. Uh, well, okay, so Calhoun Square was one of the last squares completed in Savannah in 1851. And it's named after John C. Calhoun. Oh, yes. That sounds familiar. Who was a statesman who served as vice president for John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson. 
Oh, let's not mention Andrew Jackson's name on here. No, we, I know. We do not like no, him in this don't. house. <laughs> we do not support him on the $10 bill. Get him, or wait, 10 20 whatever dollar bill he's on. Get him off. Yeah, we're... Harriet Tubman, replace him please. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he was announced as one of the... Calhoun was announced as one of the five greatest United States senators in history mm-hmm. in 1957. He also <laughs> has a college named after him, and a statue of him is in Charleston that was vandalized with the word racist spray painted over it. Maybe that's how I remember this. Probably. Was that like recently in the yeah. past like year and a half? Okay. I think it was 2018 yeah. or something like okay. that. Um, but yeah, that's right. The famed senator was pro-slavery. And his name occupies a square a mass grave of enslaved people are buried under. Hmm. Where's the irony? I see none. (laughs) I see absolutely none. (laughs) Like, social awareness, people. Please, just an ounce. Just... Yikes. Yikes. Uh, So that's why a lot of people call it Massey Square. Okay. Because we don't support racists. No, No, we do not. Who's to say what, who Massey was either? Well, like, true. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Most of us out here are not doing as good of a job as we need to be. No. So one death to occur in the square was of Wesley Epsey. Ooh, what a fun name. Wesley Epsey. Isn't that fun? I love that it name. It just rolls off the tongue like a little, I don't know, like, sounds like some sort of like English or like Australian game or something. Wesley Epsey. Wesley Epsey. <laughs> Uh, he was the son of a federal judge, Carl Epsey. Not as fun. Carl Epsey is not as fun. Name. No. If you look up the death of Wesley, you'll find that his death is ruled as an accident. Aren't they always? Is accident like legally what they call it? <laughs> like cause of death, accident? Well, I'm not sure exactly what the uh, like morgue, the morgue. Yeah, yeah, what they on his death certificate says. Sure. But in the newspapers, they said it was an accident. Oh, okay. Gotcha. As in, like, he accidentally fell from a balcony at the family home and uh, was found dead on the front porch. Uh, mm. <laughs> Not many people, like, unless you are really under the influence right. of certain drugs. <laughs> like, like, that's the only way I could see that you could accidentally fall off a balcony yes like no one's just like lean like that's what that's what what what's it called railings are for (laughs) like an oops (laughs) (sighs) however that's not the story around town sure (laughs) the rumored story is that wesley's father was a crooked judge and dealt heavily in bootlegging back in the day he was also known for his violent temper Mm. He was greatly feared by many, so anytime there was a suspicion of foul play, like murder, mm-hmm. no one ever investigated him. Oh, that's suspect. He was a judge, and nobody wanted to get on his bad side. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Wesley, however, was a deacon at the Wesley Monumental United Methodist Church, Aww. which he is named after, and the church sits across from his family home in Calhoun Square, so the church also sits within that square. Wow, small town. Yes. Recipe for (laughs) for juicy gossip. Wesley began dating a woman who attended the church, but issues arose when he found out she was already spoken for. Mm. And of course, her fiancé was a bootlegger working for Wesley's father. Oh my gosh. This gives a whole new meaning to Disney's It's a Small World (laughs) after all. Carl begged his son to stop seeing the woman, but Wesley refused because he loved her. 
And not too long after that, Wesley was found hanging from the porch of his family's home with his testicles cut off and tucked (gasps) into his lapel pocket. Wait, and they're still claiming this is an accident? This is... Is this a cover-up? Did this actually happen? How did the balls come off? I'm, how are, how are they explaining that accident? <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so like many people believe that the bootleggers were getting back at him for stealing his. Sure. Well, I kind of honestly like not that I'm normally on the side of bootleggers, but like I kind of agree. Like if someone is, if you know that someone is seeing someone else out of just respect for that person and their partner like it's one thing if you like don't know and you're just like seeing someone but like if you know they have someone that's i mean you're a deacon you're a man of the (laughs) lord come on yeah integrity it's please don't cut anybody's balls off right Um, like that seems that seems extreme but Let's just have a conversation. Sure. <laughs> Especially sure. a deacon of a church. Right. That's brutal. A uh, positive thing about the square, though, is that it's the only square left that has original buildings surrounding it. So isn't that fun? Like in the country? In... Savannah? In Georgia? Ooh, that's a good question. I read this and I'm drawing a blank. That's fine. I think in that, not the entire country, uh-huh. but that region. Okay. That's cool. Don't quote me on that. But, um, yeah, all the original buildings around that square, cool. which is like, hard to do with the yeah. way people like to tear shit down and rebuild. Right. <laughs> well, right. And also, like, the materials they were probably originally built with. Oh, yeah. Probably not as long withstanding as what we build with now, which I don't know what it is, but it's True. probably better. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to trust the architects we're on gonna that We're going to say one. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. Don't name public spaces after racists. Please, no. Don't build schools on top of unmarked graves. Yes. And if your job is to uphold the law, maybe don't break it. All good ideas. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. we are back i don't want to get into ghosts quite yet okay but instead i want to talk hoodoo Ooh. do you know what hoodoo is um my knowledge comes almost exclusively from the princess and the frog movie okay so not much <laughs> so i'm sure most people know what voodoo is oh is that not the same thing they're slightly different oh Okay, so, so maybe about. I don't have any knowledge because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Princess and the Frog is just voodoo. Yeah, it's more voodoo and uh, specifically Louisiana voodoo, mm. uh, okay. which is a form of religion. Interesting. Practiced by enslaved people in the 19th century. This is oh. voodoo. Okay. Um, the history behind what we know as voodoo is a little tricky because it's formed by like multiple things going on at one time. Sure. So enslaved people were forced to the French colonies in Louisiana. Uh-huh. So the religion was mixed with French religion, which sure. was mostly Catholicism. Yeah. And then migrants fleeing Haiti arrived in Louisiana, bringing Haitian voodoo, uh. 
which contributed to the formation of Louisiana voodoo. Okay. So it's like all these three religions kind of coming together in one space to create its own thing. I did not realize it was religious. I mean, I knew it was like spiritual in some way, but like I thought thought in the same way that like astrology is kind of spiritual, (laughs) not like that it's religious. Interesting. Yeah, no, I learned that too. I I didn't know it had a religion tied to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, voodoo traveled up the Mississippi to Missouri, giving people like Marie Laveau more recognition. Hmm. Eventually it died down a bit, but New Orleans began using it as a way to entice tourism. Sure. And even though voodoo originated with African communities in the U.S., white people have long been participants of voodoo. Yeah, it took over, took the credit for it. I mean it's like it's hard because it's its own thing and it was created with black people white people and Haitians coming together to create this own thing so it's kind of its own interesting that's true thing but hoodoo on the other hand it's similar okay but it's not mingled with religion it's more of a culture Ooh, it's a lifestyle Uh, Gwen, or is that Gwen? Um, I was gonna say Gwen Stefani. I that's what came to mind. That's not what I want to say. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, she can, even worse. <laughs> she can have her lifestyle brand Goop Lab. Uh-huh. We'll start ours, Hoodoo Lab. Oh, and we'll have our own lifestyle. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Hoodoo was originally practiced by the Geechee people in Savannah. Hmm. The Geechee culture grew out of slavery. The enslaved people that were part of this culture stretched from Savannah and then it stretched south to the Ogeechee River, Hmm. which is about 35 miles south. Okay. After the Civil War, the Geechee people settled on the islands of Georgia where they had access to fishing and farming. Mm -hmm. They created their own dialect and language. And the best example of the dialect is found in the Uncle Remus stories, Mm. which I talk about it in a... A few episodes ago, uh, the author Joel Chandler Harris wrote mm. them. But the dialect he uses in those books is like the closest resemblance to Geechee. Interesting. But uh, they believed in spirituality, ghosts, mm. and in a type of magic cast by charms, potions, and amulets. Mm. And the ability to cast these charms is called conjuring. And if you were skilled at casting charms, you'd be called a witch doctor. Isn't that fun? And they not only cast charms, but will protect you from charms cast against you as well. But of course, for a charge. This is like the closest (laughs) thing to the Harry Potter universe. Like, sign me up. Where's my letter? (laughs) Put it in the mail. Moving to Savannah, hanging out with the Gucci people. Where's Professor Flitwick? (laughs) Bring me in. So witch doctors are not the same as witches, though. And oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, witches in the Gucci culture are not the witches we think of when we think of Salem. Okay. Uh, these witches steal the life force uh, and or blood of their victims. Yikes. So if someone looked poor or sickly, people would assume that a witch got to them and stole their energy. Wow. Is that interesting? That reminds me, there's this one show on Netflix. It's animated. It's called The Dragon Prince. Mm-hmm. And like in that show, there's like different forms of magic. But like one of the forms is like dark magic. And it's exactly that where they like, you have to like... Typically, they destroy, like, 
like creatures like yeah. bugs and things they like literally like squash them in their hand and they can like perform magic but that just that's like so mm, yeah it's wrong with me <laughs> i don't i don't love that i do love magic but i don't <laughs> love that i i think of um the tv show what we do in the shadows i don't know if you've ever mm, seen it no it's I on haven't. hulu it's a comedy but it's about vampires uh-huh and there's a type of vampire called an energy vampire and he gets energy like he gets energy by stealing other people's energy <laughs> but it's like he steals your energy by mm. like boring you to death or things That's like funny. that so he stands there and talks about the most boring things he could possibly talk about so you get like oh my god you like lose your energy oh as he's god. talking about it <laughs> That's funny. It's hilarious. That makes me think of, like, Monsters, Inc. now. Now I'm, like, going down a whole train of, like, all the things that use this idea where they're, like, at the end of Monsters, Inc., the original, and they're, like, doing stand-up shows for the kids to get them to laugh, to, like, harness their energy. Yeah, maybe witch doctors would have more luck if they got people to laugh instead of stealing. Yeah, what a better place the world would be if we could just, like, laugh more. True. But not at people, but just, like, to get with people. Well, one legend of the Geechee people mm-hmm. tells the story of a man named Jack who married a lovely woman named Evie, Evie in the 1940s. They were living a wonderful life when suddenly Jack noticed that every day he felt more and more tired. <laughs> oh, whoa, relatable. <laughs> <laughs> we have all been there. Yes. You hit your 20s and it's like, oh, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> He felt more weak waking up than he did going to bed. Again, relatable <laughs> content. <laughs> he suspected a witch was targeting him and his new wife. And instead of alarming Evie, Jack laid a trap and brought an axe to bed, concealing it under the covers. Oh my god. <laughs> As he laid in bed next to his wife, who had drifted off to sleep, Jack heard the bedroom window slowly slide open. Oh, no. He watched as a large black cat crawled onto the bed. And when the cat was on top of Evie, Evie began choking and coughing in her sleep. Oh, my God. Jack quickly jumped out of bed and swung the axe at the cat, knocking it off the bed. The cat screamed in pain, but it wasn't a cat's scream but the scream of a woman. Oh my god, he sucked her soul before. <laughs> the cat quickly leaped out of the window and disappeared. Jack made his uh, Jack made sure his wife was all right, then grabbed his hunting dog and they tracked the cat's scent to a bush not too far from the house. Mm-hmm. When Jack pushed back the brush, he saw his ex-lover Melinda laying on the ground with three broken ribs. Oh, so it's not the wife, it's some different girl. Yes. She begged him not to hit her with the axe again and that she would leave him and his new wife alone. Jack complied and headed, headed home with his hound. Oh my. Wait, so 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 this is like Professor McGonagall, like the pre-hundreds years? <laughs> yes. She just transfigured into a big black cat and was trying to, like, kill his new girl? Apparently. Like, Melinda was like, you dumped me, you're a fool, and started, like torturing his new wife i mean it sounds like he really dodged a bullet there (laughs) (laughs) i mean yikes i was so when you said though that he was like 
I will choose to not communicate this thing with my wife. Instead, I will keep an axe by her bed. That just sounds like the premise for every horror movie that I have seen. Yes. Or any, like, satirical <laughs> horror movie I've seen. It's like, the moral of every story is, like, communicate, communicate, communicate. Yes. Like, be honest, and then you will avoid so many problems. And like I said, uh, I'm all for communication. It's the new frontier. Mm-hmm. Seriously. If we look at Calhoun Square... And 432 Abercorn, both sitting above unmarked graves of Geechee people who actively believed in ghosts and spirituality. Mm. I have no doubt that these people are haunting the house and the square. For sure. Uh, we Look also. Melinda. <laughs> Melinda's. <laughs> Melinda <mad>. is present. <laughs> she is here and she is to be feared. She's big mad and she's stealing <laughs> the energy of anybody that walks through that square. True. She's sucking it right out of you. We also frequently see Wesley, our murdered deacon. Oh yeah. Hanging sweet. out on his porch as a ghost. <laughs> Literally. In more ways than yes. one. <laughs> also things that happen, uh, many cameras in the square suddenly stop working. Interesting. Either the batteries completely drain or they kind of like just malfunction. There's really mm. no expla- explanation for it. People have also felt the feeling of being taken over by something or someone. Oh, hell no. Which, yeah, that's I'm one thing I'm not control- okay with. I'm too much of a control freak for that. Yeah, no, it's like I need to have autonomy at all times or else I will yes. freak out. <laughs> one witness said after taking a photograph of 432 Abricorn, Quote, it was through the first window to the right of the stairs. There appears to be the translucent image of a woman standing partially behind a pillar or wall. Mm. Everyone that sees it agrees with me. I went back the next night and took a photo in the same location and I didn't see anything. Unquote. I feel like that can easily be explained. Ghosts move. (laughs) (laughs) They need to take a walk sometimes. Their joints probably get locked up if they don't move around right they're not statues right (laughs) she needed to take a little jog maybe she's in a different room maybe she went for a nightly stroll you know you never know (laughs) (laughs) and uh, many people have experienced similar photography incidences uh as well as hearing unexplained voices and noises Mm. which is very common for ghosts right um shit but (laughs) yeah (laughs) Now, some people do say they see the little girl's ghost staring out the window toward Massey's is this, school. Is this like the original little girl? Like the, the That's what they claim, girl? yeah. Mm. And others claim to see her father. Mm. Again, what happened in that story is fictional from what we understand. Sure. Uh, but maybe there is a man and his daughter still living in the house. That's true. What about the other daughters? Like from the, what, 80s or like the 50s? Yeah, if that's true, it could be one of them too. Okay. Uh, that's the thing. We just don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or it could be the many people buried underneath the house. True. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and if it is some ghosts that died in that house and we just don't know about it, hopefully uh-huh. their story comes to light one day. Yeah. And we will learn about what happened to them. But... Justice for for unnamed girl. Yes. Behind pillar. <laughs> Justice for her. She deserves it. And I'm sure the Wesley... Monumental United Methodist Church. Mm. I'm sure that's haunted as well. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure the Massey Heritage Center is haunted. Absolutely. 
Uh, but I couldn't find any like specific stories that came from those sure. two buildings. But would you visit the square? I would visit. I don't know that I would visit at night because, like I mentioned, don't really super believe in ghosts, but I'm not going to chance it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm a very cautious person by nature, so I would visit by day. I do enjoy learning the history about things, but I don't, I don't want to be tapped on the shoulder. I don't want to be possessed. (laughs) Yeah. Possession is not... Contrary to what my shirt says right now, I do not want to <laughs> summon demons. Let's not summon demons. I don't, like, I'm already struggling enough as it is. It seems like demons and ghosts would just bring additional baggage that I do not need. Yes. <laughs> like, you can go sort your ish out over there. I'll be over here just trying to do my best, and we can just agree to coexist. I always <laughs> say that I'm perfectly fine sharing a space with a ghost. Right. We don't need to interact. Right. We can live our separate lives and chill vibes only. Yes. <laughs> only chill vibes. And now, if it's anything past that, I'm out. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. I do have a big question for you. Okay. Big question. Do you think we should leave unmarked graves alone? Or mm. should we dig them up and properly bury them someplace else? That is a really good question. And one that, as a white woman, I'm probably not <laughs> entitled to even speak on. Well, even if it's just like but... uh, Chicago's Lincoln Park oh, okay. situation. Yes. Where it's a... That one. Um, yeah. There's still like thousands of bodies buried under Lincoln Park. Oh, should we leave those there or should we actually um, like dig them up and oh my gosh. bury them in a cemetery? That's a really great question. Yeah. Um... There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, I'm just trying to consider, like, all the factors, you know? Like, I know, like, in the Lincoln Park situation, there was, it was talked about, like, how, like, the the ground wasn't, like, good for that. yeah. And so, like, there might be, like, environmental factors to consider. Um, My, like, initial instinct is, like, leave them there, because I feel like touching the dead, like, that brings its own form of, like... I don't, like it just feels it feels disrespectful yeah. to like unearth people that have been decomposing <laughs> for a minute. Like it just like just let them be. Also, like and maybe like do something additional. So like make like a monument or something in the area, being like here are all the names that we know of. Right. Or like these are enslaved peoples. They did not deserve this. Are bad. Right. <laughs> like one hundred percent, we claim not good we should not have done this kind of thing but i don't know i think that would that'd be a question for someone not me but (laughs) (laughs) no that's fair i'm just it it's always i think one of those questions that a lot of people struggle with Mm -hmm. when you do uncover a mass and it doesn't have to be a mass grave but any uh it could just be one body yeah do we leave it where it's at or do we dig it up do testing to figure out who it is and then bury it again you know yeah i'm also for like leaving it Uh and then making sure people know it's there and paying tribute or whatever to whoever is buried it's such a complicated that like is not a black or white question no so lies in a gray area but i am gonna say one step i would take is changing the name of calhoun square to something like massey square i'm saying yeah or wesley square or yeah just for wesley honestly (laughs) like that man was 
freaking neutered in his own home <laughs> on his own balcony and they still are claiming it's an accident like okay all right r.i.p wesley epsi yeah <laughs> that name is still so funny every time i hear it wesley epsi do you have any paranormal experiences of your own um i don't have many i went to Milliken. i know that you've talked about hauntings at Milliken before yeah. i lived in the, the pie pie house and so i have no <laughs> poly we are familiar but i never had any experiences with her or anything at Milliken. um the only thing that's even like remotely close to paranormal is from my childhood my sister had a furby um <laughs> and she like like she loved this thing so yeah she, it was hers and was she, it one of those big ones or um i don't know like how like it was like the average size of furby i think gotcha like the one that's just like you know i have the small ones that oh, like the plastic ones like the mcdonald's toy yes. size ones no we that had like it was like a full things. like battery operated like she blinked she talked <laughs> She was the full package. She's iconic. I love her. <laughs> but she was, uh, my sister loved it. Yeah. Like, and she, when she first got it, she was like all about it and like was obsessed with Furbies and she was like a true 90s baby and like loved it. Me, meanwhile, I always knew something more malicious was at work <laughs> in that Furby. And I said, I don't like that it talks at me. I don't like that it's motion sensor. Like, I don't like for it to talk to me without my consent first. Right. I never liked it. It creeped me out. The eyes are just, like, so yeah. creepy. Just creepy. Also, I think that I thought, like, my parents would describe to me, like, the Gremlins movie that yes. came out a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I think in my head, I had kind of, like, woven those two together so that I kind of thought a Furby was a Gremlin. <laughs> and I thought, isn't it like you have to, like, feed it at a certain time or else it, like, goes crazy? I think you don't. Or don't it. feed it or yeah, something like I, that. Something I can't remember yet. But so I kind of in my head, I think I got those two like things twisted. So I thought like a Furby was like from a horror movie. Right. So anyways, my sister had this toy for like, a really long time and enjoyed it. And then she like, I guess, got tired of it. Mm -hmm. And as it and it's in its old age, it started to like, instead of just like motion censoring or instead of like pushing the button or whatever it was, mm -hmm. it would just like talk and blink like whenever <laughs> and so she decided what's the best idea to do put it in my little sister's room in the middle of the night one night of course and i was it would like i said it would just like talk like i wouldn't even be moving i'd be like asleep in yeah. my loft bed and it would just start start talking in the middle of the night and it'd be like you're my friend and i'd be like hell no absolutely not and but i was too afraid to like get near it so right. i couldn't like touch it so i just had to like let it i would just like run past it like i would Get out of bed in the morning. I think I, like, for a period of my life, I, honest to God, like, took my clothes and, like, changed in the bathroom because I just, like, wouldn't want to spend time in my room. So one New Year's Eve, it had been, like, acting up. It had been, like, yeah. and it, because the battery was dying, too, it wasn't, like, it's normal, like, cheerful, chirpy voice. It was just, like, the dead. Oh, like, God, yeah. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. It's, like, the, like, it's getting slower and it sounds like, yeah. you know, like, raspy mechanic. And I was, like, I can't do this. So me and my best friend at the time, we, like, destroyed it. We took, like, took a screwdriver and we, like, took the batteries out. And luckily you. after that was done, it, it no longer spoke. <laughs> so I don't know if that was, like, paranormal or ghost or demonic, but it, it sure felt like it at the time. <laughs> that reminds me Cameron had a Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, yeah. Cameron, my brother, I had a Tickle mm -hmm. Me Elmo. And the same thing, it got to a point where, like, it would just start laughing in the <sighs> middle of the night. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, I had an off-brand one. I didn't have a Tickle Me Elmo, but we had, like, a bear that was, like, the same thing. You, like, yeah. pushed its, like, hand, a button mm -hmm. on its hand, and it would, 
laugh. But luckily that one usually didn't didn't just go off on its own accord like the Furby did. I swear that Furby was like had its own oh, agenda. <laughs> like through the wall. We my brother and I shared a wall so and it was just like <laughs> No, no, that no, no. Tickles. No. no. <laughs> That's like And know. vibrating and yes, it vibrated. So I'm yes. just like, oh my god, Mm-mm. please. Mm-mm. It also reminds me of uh your sister for my birthday one year got me that mm-hmm. filet fish that talks. Oh, yes. On the wall. Yep. The mm-hmm. fish on the wall. Yep. Give me back the filet fish Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it has the uh, sensor. So, like, if you walk oh, by it, it, it'll start talking. Uh-huh. And when I was living in uh, my apartment in Logan Square in Chicago, I put it outside my roommate's door. Oh, my gosh. In the middle of the night, she got up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my. And God. the next morning, I like see it, and it's like completely turned upside down, shoved <laughs> under like something. Yeah, <laughs> that like... that was the vibe. It's like get this thing out of my sight. I don't have the patience or wherewithal so to deal funny. with this. So funny. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you a ghost story. Okay, beautiful. Um, this is actually my grandpa's ghost story. <gasps> so fun. I love. So her. he said, "Quote: We lived in a three-room apartment when I was in sixth grade." One night, my parents went out for the night and left me home alone, which was great because I had my radio shows to listen to (laughs) before school in the morning. (laughs) Our radio was in the kitchen, so I propped a kitchen chair under the door and turned Lone Ranger on. So my understanding, Mm -hmm. I don't think I explained this, my understanding is that the apart back then the apartments didn't have locks on the front doors. Oh, so, so that was his security for the right was exactly the chair. yep i'm a sixth grader alone at home Comforting. and i stick a chair under the, yeah uh so he propped a kitchen chair under the door and turned lone ranger on when the episode was over i turned to grab something and the chair was moved back under the table oh no it was a small apartment so if my parents had come home i definitely would have heard them yeah my next show was about to start so i moved the chair back under the door handle and started the radio as it played Inner Sanctum. After the show, I turned the radio off and turned around to the chair back under the table. Oh, pesky chair. <laughs> I spent the rest of the night in the corner of the apartment. <laughs> Aww. When my parents got home, they asked me if I was all right. I was so no. freaked out. I just told them that I was tired. I went to bed. The and answer it is no. never <laughs> happened again. Oh, gosh. So he can't explain it. Yeah, that's like a lot of times when I hear ghost stories and the reason why I'm very skeptical of ghosts is it's like the lights were flickering or like I felt a cool breeze upon my shoulder or something like that where it's like things that can be, I feel like easily explained. Yeah. But like a whole chair like moving and also that he didn't hear it too. Right. That's the part. Yeah. Because, like, usually, like, I maybe it was, like, a cross carpet, but even a cross carpet you can hear chairs. But, like, I'm imagining, like, a tile floor and, like, a chair yeah. and not, like, moving. And, like, you, like, that's loud. Like, you But even that. under a doorknob, you would hear the chair that's being, That's true. Like, you have to adjust it. Right. You would hear the doorknob or the chair hitting that, whether it's wood or metal or whatever. That's true. I, yeah, not hearing it is creepy. That, I don't like that at all. And under the table. So it's not like the chair came, like... Like, maybe undid from the uh, door and yeah. just kind of, like, tilted back up. Mm-hmm. This He said it was it's under the table. Back to its original yeah. spot. And twice, too. One time, like, you could be like, oh, maybe, like, I thought I put it down, but I actually didn't. But, like, yeah. two times, that's suspicious, for sure. Yeah, that ghost is like, 
don't touch my chairs. Yeah, this is my <laughs> chair. I'm clearly sitting down eating my dinner, enjoying a nice cocktail. How dare you move my chair? Exactly. Hmm. No, yeah, and then in a small apartment. So even if it was someone sneaking, you would have, you just would know, right? So yeah, yeah. It's there's just, not a good logical explanation no. for that, and that's where it gets hard for me to to kind of excuse it away. It's like, well, that's <laughs> got to be something. <laughs> it's got to be something. Well, Alyssa, thank you for joining me tonight. Yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> You can follow Haunted Hometowns on social media for photos, guest information, and upcoming news. Please subscribe if you are enjoying these episodes. It helps the podcast significantly. Also, rate, comment, and share so others can join in on ghost stories. If you'd like your ad played on the podcast, or if you have a personal ghost experience you'd like me to read on the podcast, please email me at hauntedhometownspodcast at gmail.com. Could be anything from noises coming from your attic to your comforter being ripped off you in the middle of the night. Oh, no. Let me know. <laughs> and Alyssa, where can they see what you're up to? Um, Almost nowhere. <laughs> <I'm> on, <laughs> I have gotten rid of most of my social media, so if you do find me on social media, I'm not active on it. Um, Fair. I do have a TikTok, but I have privated it because I am a teacher and I'm really scared of my students finding <laughs> my, my like seven singing videos. So let's just say, let's just keep it mysterious and say, Fair. find me in person if you like or on the dating apps. If There you go. There <laughs> you go. For a good time. <laughs> you're in the Chicagoland area. That's true. <laughs> Very single. <laughs> well, I will see you all next week for the season finale. <gasps> Because everyone loves a ghost story. The music is by Tyre. Follow him on Instagram at For Boys Like Me. The artwork is by Pepe Munoz. Follow him on Instagram at p.e.p.e.munoz, M-U-N-O-Z. I got my information from Wikipedia, Ghost City Tours, Haunted Savannah by James Caskey, and GhostSavannah.com.